Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. Uh, Stephanie Blue and I are currently in Cocoa Beach, Florida. Uh, as I'm recording this, we are self-quarantined. <laughs> and my very special guest today is Bill Kersija, and he is in San Diego, also self-quarantined. So I'm doing a lot of interviews because people suddenly have a lot of time on their hand. But Bill is the owner and founder of Professional Success South, a professional sales training and business consulting firm. His career began in the United States Army, where he learned discipline and the importance of strict attention to detail. Over the next eight years, he made his way up the ranks to sergeant, where he learned not only leadership, but the importance of clear, effective communication in training. This made his next move as he transitioned out of the military in 2001. Pretty obvious he would enter the retail automotive industry. Well, there you go. Sell cars. Beginning yeah. as a salesperson, he quickly rose through the ranks through finance into sales manager and finally into the um, general sales manager and general general manager position. Bill now uh, follows his passion in training, coaching, specializing in the basics of communication, and now paying attention to details will build a strong foundation. He is always working to bring knowledge to as many people as possible, whether through, whether through his clients on social media or through his weekly podcast, Get Focused with Bill Kay and Gina Fay. <laughs> we got to ask them about how that rhymed anyway. Bill, welcome to the program. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Jim, for having me. It's yeah, so, yeah, so as I kind of mentioned, is um, I think we're I'm about a month behind with my shows versus the interviews. We're right in the th we're right in the thick of the uh, coronavirus and everybody quarantining themselves. I'm glad you're safe. But man, the first thing I have to ask you, well, first of all, thank you for your service to the country. But oh. you went right from and and so many people that I've worked with and 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 a couple four over the years. You come out of the service, man, like you do understand discipline, you understand courage, you understand moving forward with purpose and stuff like that. But how did you go right from there into the car business? Nothing against the car business, but it's not like, you know, it's like, well, where else do you go if you don't have an education, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and the transition was, was rather fast. And it was my wife at the time who we had met in the military and we, we were transitioning out and she goes, you know, before when I was in high school, I worked as a cashier at an automotive dealership and you'd really do well in that, that type of industry because I, I enjoy speaking and working with people. And I said, I said, all right, I'll give it a shot. And next thing I know, I'm at a dealership and, and it was, you know, all business from there pretty quickly. And when you, so did you ride, rise pretty quickly? I mean, they probably said, this guy's got a lot of talent. Let's get him into management or... Well, within a year and a half, I was moved into uh, from selling cars into financing as well. So I was working with the finance manager and, you know, the process after you decided to say yes to the deal, uh, you sat with the finance manager, completed all the paperwork, so on and so forth. And I was, I was there for about three months. And then I, I got my opportunity to be a sales manager. And what put me in that position as a sales manager was the manager that they released 
did not have the ability to make the decision, right? To, to hire, train, and then make the decision to fire or end a relationship if that was needed. And that's so important, you know, it's not only important for the business, but it's also important for the individual because if they're not meant to be in a specific line of work, they need to be told that, right? Because why have them keep floundering and, and finding, not finding their success at something that they're really not built for or headed towards, you know? So we need to hear that. We need that, that, that communication to be told to us like, hey, listen, maybe you need to try something else or, you know, take a step back and rethink everything that you're doing right now. You know, it always astounds me, just a, a slight aside, but, you know, when they take a really good salesperson and promote them to a sales manager, yes. it's like you got a real skill set as a closer, but not every good salesperson is a good leader. So, I, I, that always, you see that in almost every industry, but I guess you see it a lot in the car business. Oh, yes. That's, that, that honestly is probably the number one hurdle in the automobile industry at this point in time as far as dealerships. You know, um, over the past couple of years, we've had a lot of a lot of major corporations invest money and purchase dealership dealer groups, you know, high level 70, 80 different dealerships across the country. And if you ask them what their biggest challenge is, it's finding management to manage the stores on the day to day activities. And that's because of what you just said. How many times do we look at the high performer and say, oh, man, we need to promote them. And yeah. they're two different jobs. You know, selling a product and being excellent at selling a product is totally different than managing a team of 10 plus people. Yep. They're two different careers all in, uh, all in the same industry. One of the things I've seen a lot of people, especially people who come out of the service, they, have, they seem to be brimming with confidence. Um, and I know just from some of the work that you do with your clients, I mean, you, you talk about confidence a lot. Yes, absolutely. And the, the biggest reason, so I'll rewind a little bit. Going into the military, I was not the most confident person. In fact, in high school, I, I would want to be the student, the person that blended into the background, right? I didn't want to stand out. I didn't want, you know, to engage as much. I had friends. I had a social uh, presence, but... As far as being the one that asked the questions in the classroom and different things, that was not me. I just wanted to get to school, get the bell to ring and get out of there. And I, even afterwards, when I left the, the school and, and then looked at college, I went to Penn State for a little bit, it just didn't feel right for me. But I made that choice to go into the military, to go into the service. And in the service, I learned the confidence in myself. I learned to believe in myself. And, and that happened because of the repetition, okay? And the attention to detail and everything else like I, you mentioned earlier on is what led to me being able to build the confidence in myself and then apply that to whatever I was doing. And I, I actually moved up pretty quickly in the military into the position of sergeant, first a corporal in charge of soldiers and then sergeant, I, I ran a motor pool because I, I, I really stuck with, I had a, a, a strong work ethic that stuck with whatever was asked of me, right? And I just applied it. And then transitioning into the automotive industry and now into this career, I teach confidence in communication because what do we not, we don't teach 
high school, we don't teach at any level how to communicate, right? We just assume people know how to do that, but they don't. People are scared to communicate. People are scared to ask a question. They don't want to feel like uh, nobody else doesn't know the answer, you know? So teaching people how to communicate and practicing and practicing and practicing that will build the confidence in them because trust me, that's what our military does. Our military practices every single day. And that's what builds you the confidence because you react. You don't just, you don't stop and think about it. When you stop and think about it, that's when fear creeps in and doubt. And that's what causes us not to have the confidence. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing I say a lot it's, as a business coach is, you know, more dreams are killed by fear and doubt than failure. Um, yes. And I think confidence people, well, are entrepreneurs born? Well, I think you might have an inclination, but I think entrepreneurs more more than anything's my unscientific belief that entrepreneurs come out of being fired <laughs> like yes. there, there was a book i think it was back in the early 80s get fired and get fired up right so well what are you gonna do well, i don't know if i want to go back to work let me just start my own business so i don't know don't want to get up too far off track <laughs> but are there some exercises um that you can that people can use to learn how to communicate with confidence and I want to ask a two-part question, if you don't mind, sure. Bill. Communicate yeah, with confidence, but also I think when you say communicate with confidence, it doesn't mean necessarily that you're brimming with confidence on the inside <laughs> as you communicate with confidence, right? No, absolutely. You're, you're 100% correct. And the, the different techniques and tactics, there, there are many different uh, classroom type of environments. I actually teach a high school class on confidence and communication. And we do a lot of exercises as a group, right? So getting up and, and, and presenting, you know, the, your most embarrassing moment, your biggest fear. So if you can have people practice speaking in front of crowds or just talking about things that they're not comfortable talking about over and over again, well, those things become comfortable. And that's where you start to gain that confidence. And it's, it's through practice, right? And the, the way I teach in the, in the sales industry to um, sales professionals are they need to learn the product first, right? So one of the biggest challenges that I see, someone's trying to convey to a consumer, what are the, the features? What are the benefits? What's the value add? And it doesn't matter if it's automotive or if it's a real estate agent or if it's a software company or any type of business in this world, there has to be a, a, a value add. The consumer has to find value in what you are offering in order for them to make a purchasing decision. And how do you do that? You need to learn everything there is about that product or that service and what you are offering. And if you know it and you believe it and you trust it and you use it, well, that's going to be the confidence that's brimming out of you. Because when you open and, and speak upon this service or this product, you speak from experience, you speak from the use of it, what you like, what you don't like. And it's important to talk about what you don't like as well, because the consumer or the person that you're speaking with, they want to hear that as well. What do we do now when we go to purchase something? We go on, on Yelp or we go to a restaurant, we go on Yelp. Uh, not right now. We, we look at their takeout orders, but right. You know, <laughs> But for the most part, we're looking at what people's reviews are. And we don't only want to see great reviews. We also want to find out from people what they didn't like and why they didn't like it. And that helps us make a decision. 
we're not going to say no because a person didn't like something, but we will understand, oh, okay, so it was too spicy. Well, I really like spicy food, so I really want to go here. And it's as simple as that. And that, those are some of the, the exercises, some of the things that, that I ask and, and implore people to do in order to get the confidence. And then it just simply comes down to practice. And if you practice and practice again and practice over and over, the confidence will build with inside of you. That's how Michael Jordan became one of the greatest basketball players of all time. It wasn't that he was born that way. He practiced. And when he wasn't done practicing, he practiced some more. So really, that's the key to get the confidence in order to be successful. So when did you um, start up your, uh, your company, Professional Success South, Bill? I've been in business a little bit over five years. So, and uh, prior to us recording, we talked about a little bit of how do we, how do we find success is we have to fail first. And right. I had a couple small companies, uh, different services and products that they did okay. They just didn't do as well as my current um, business. And, but it also taught me a lot, right? It's just like practicing and communicating, right? You know, you cannot figure it out if you don't try. And if you, if you try, there's going to be times where you fail. And you have to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and get back at it. And that's really what's happening. And over the past five plus years now, I've really toned and, and really focused more on the communication part of it than being a sales trainer or a sales coach, because I do more than just the communication between the, the, the salesperson and the consumer. I do a lot of focus on the communication from the management to the salesperson and so on and so forth. So who do you who do you mostly work with now? Like large corporations with big sales teams, you work with small businesses? I work with everything from individuals one-on-one to small businesses, large businesses, uh, multi-dealership groups and also real estate offices that have multiple agents. Uh, just really working on that communication level. We're we're in a process of launching a program to work with the United States government to work with the military personnel that are transitioning from the military into the civilian world. Because one of the things I had to learn on my own was how to communicate with people that were not in the military. And that's, that sounds like it's something simple, but it's very challenging. My wake up call was showing up to work 15 minutes early and everyone else showing up 15 minutes late and nothing being said to them. So that was just a simple example of, you know, oh my goodness, this is a whole new world to me. <laughs> so. Right, right. Um, so why is it, what's the difference, I think, between like selling yourself and selling a product? I mean, when you become an entrepreneur, a lot of that is really selling yourself versus selling a car or anything else. Yes and no, because there is a, a and I, I say this to my kids, and hopefully there's, there's no parents that are going to get upset at this, but I always tell my my kids, if you can make mom smile, she's going to say yes. Yeah. And, and how do you make someone smile? How do you make someone, they have to trust you. They have to believe in you. So the product is what brought them to you, right? The product is what, what piqued their interest. So they're, they're obviously interested in the product. And if you have the ability to communicate with them on such a level that 
you bring them in and they trust you and they believe you, then the product's going to be sold, but it's going to be sold because of you, right? Because of your confidence and because their trust in you. So just like an entrepreneur, even if it's a product, it still matters. The person still matters because you can walk into Best Buy and Best Buy, they don't, you know, get paid commission or anything else, but you could have that one person that really loves the Canon camera, right? And, and pushes it and pushes it, but you want the Sony camera. Well, if you really like the Sony camera, but you don't really like the person pitching the, the Canon, you know, you're not going to go with the Canon, right? You're not going to go with, you're probably going to leave that store and go to another one. But if you go in there and the salesperson, you build this trust and this relationship with them, you may fall in love with the Canon just because you fell in love with the person. And that goes a long way. So really understanding how to communicate and how to come across to another person to build them, build a safe place for them to make a decision in is important. Hmm. So let's talk about the youth of today or the next generation. Um, Have you, do you do any multi-generational training um, per se, or is that just a a product of if you get called into a big company and you got, and I don't even know all the terms today, but people in their twenties, people in the thirties, people in their fifties, et cetera. Have you seen the level of courage change from generation to generation? Well, you know, we do have, and the hot topic is what the millennials, uh, so on and so forth. And so, so even at a, a, we'll take a, a real estate office or an automobile dealership, you have, the, you know, the general manager is going to be someone that's normally in the business 20 years, give or take. So they're in their mid 40s, 50s. And you can have that 19, 20 year old that did not go to college and come into the workforce and wants to try their hand at automotive sales. And, you know, so you have to be able to build that, that relationship, that communication across the board. And that's really what we focus a lot of our time on is that communication there, because what happens when you walk into an environment where there's a lack of communication between the employees and the management and the ownership? Well, the consumer feels that, right? The person feels like, whoa, what, this, what did I walk into? And they may not have even spoken to anyone yet. You can just feel the energy. So it's really important for, for the different generations, like you're, you're stating, to be able to communicate. And the, the way we do that is exercises with all of them in one group and learning how, okay, so if I say this, it means, it means this to this person and really understanding and opening up because it is all about feeling safe, right? And if you feel safe in an environment, you can be yourself and you can open up and then it makes other people feel safe as well. And that causes a very flowing type of energy throughout an organization, which is represented to its consumers. You know, we talk a lot about uh, Chick-fil-A. You know, Chick-fil-A has an unbelievable work ethic within all their employees. And they have a clear defined message all the way from the ownership down to the person that was hired yesterday. And that is so important that everyone understands what the objective is, what the culture is, and what it takes to be within that. What do you think about... um... I wonder why, I think confidence is like, at the, so many things I want to ask you. I'm, I'm looking at my clock. I got like six minutes. I think confidence is at like the epicenter of 
every successful person and everybody who's accomplished anything. I mean, what I say is it, it takes courage to start a business, right? It takes courage to become an entrepreneur. It takes courage to go out there and learn how to sell. Is courage something, I, th- I think it's kind of a byproduct of taking a step forward, having even a, a little bit of a score, you know, an attaboy or girl, and that builds confidence and, and confidence, you know, builds more results. But how do you initially instill the confidence in, in somebody, it's probably, a, sorry for the discombobulated question. No, no, I totally understand. It's, you know, because they all, they all go hand in hand, right? Confidence and courage. You, you have to have one to have the other and back at you the other way too, right? And you have to have that courage to take that first step. And taking that first step and finding success will build a little bit more confidence, which increases your courage to take another step, right? And it it's just a series of small exercises. So first you have to sit down and have a conversation with the person, find out where they're at, what they're thinking, how they feel, what their, what their fears are, what, what they don't fear, different things like that. And a lot of times you'll find out the things that they, they think they don't fear, they actually do fear, right? And, and then taking them down a path that takes some baby steps, right? Take a, a short step forward, and, and you'll see they'll light up, right? So something as simple as, and I'll refer back to my high school days, was I was scared to raise my hand and ask a question in a classroom, right? Well, yep. why, why are most high schoolers, why are most um, children scared to ask a question? Because they don't want to look stupid, right? Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And they don't, they don't want to be that guy, right? They don't want people to go, man, we would have been done class 10 minutes ago if we didn't ask that question. <laughs> yep, I get that. <laughs> So having them take that, that first initial step and asking the question and seeing that there's other students that have the same question, because what you'll find is if you raise your hand that one time and ask that one question, just try it out. Just take a taste, just like sipping a Coke or something for the first time and, and going, okay, students will come up to you and go, I'm so glad you asked that because I really didn't understand either, you know, and then that, that's where the confidence and that's where the courage for the next step comes in. Well, hey, I need to ask you just um, real quick before we go here. You're training to become a triathlete, right? Oh, yes. What's yes. that about? Well, when I was, I, I was a couple of years ago now, I, I was 44. So I'm looking at my 45th birthday and I'm like, okay, I, we have four kids and I look forward to grandkids and so on and so forth. And I said, okay, what do I need to do as I was on, uh, you know, diabetes medicine and I was a little overweight at the time and I needed something to strive for to force me to do something. Right. And I picked triathlon. I always liked cycling and in the military, we ran a lot. So running just was an afterthought, but I never swam. And that was, I learned how to not drown when I was a kid at the YMCA. And, you know, other than that, I never did any type of swimming. So the ocean, you just kind of go out and jump in the waves. So you know, I took that challenge on and over the past couple of years, I've competed in four different triathlons and my season was just about to start, but we're a little bit on hold right now. So, but yeah, that was the driving factor just to get healthy. And so I picked a goal that I've never done before. And that was to, to be in the top, I want to be in the top five of my age range for, um, as a USA triathlete right now, I'm at, uh, I think, uh, 11, 19, <laughs> as wow. of like, my first season last year. So 
Um, I'm halfway. There's 3,000, over 3,000 in my age group. So That's know, awesome. Well, congratulations for taking okay. that step. I have four kids and we have four grandkids now. So That's I'll awesome. tell you, the grandkids are easier. Eventually they go home. So. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Bill, what a great, what a great interview, a fun interview. Um, really, really appreciate everything you're doing to help with people with confidence and sales and things like that. So I'm sure people are going to want to connect with you and, and learn more about you. So what's, what's the 411 on that stuff? Yeah, the best place to go is professionalsuccesssouth.com. Uh, all my information's there, all my social networks, and, you know, just reach out to me. Um, I kind of have a, a thing with if you reach out, I have to get back to you pretty quickly, so expect that, and, yeah, I look forward to connecting. That's awesome. Bill, thanks so much for being my uh, special guest this week. Thank you so much, and be safe. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Bill Kursija, and he is, again, the owner and founder of Professional Success South. Go check him out. Um, I think that's about it. I don't think I have any announcements this week, so that's, that's, a, that's a good thing. <laughs> Until this time next week, we'll do another fantastic interview. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.